Hello everyone, and welcome to Dr. Fay Live, the most powerful radio broadcast on Sunday night. If you have burning questions your Sunday school teacher would not or could not answer, this is the broadcast for you. We take on the taboo, the unmentionable, right here on Dr. Fay Live. And now, for tonight's broadcast, our host, Dr. Fay. wake up and pray. We get to band together with people of like precious faith. We get to come together in harmony and unity. We get to experience a corporate anointing beyond anything that our minds had even imagined that we would be able to do. We thank you, Father God, as we launch forward into television and more radio. Lord God, that you have already gone before us and prepared the way. We thank you for allowing us to bask in your presence today. We thank you, Father, for grooming us for greatness because of you who rests on the inside of us. We give you praise and thanksgiving right now, Father God, for every person that is present in this place. We thank you for our precious Taylor, Lord God, that you will quicken her mortal body according to the spirit that is resident within her. I speak to every cell in her body. I speak to every organ in Jesus' name, and I command the Father God, the demon demon forces of hell to loose her and let her go. The spirit of infirmity, sickness, and disease to get out of her bloodstream, get out of her life forever, forever. And we prophesy wholeness, nothing missing and nothing broken in the blessed name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that you'll have a life free of pressure, that it will be a life filled with praise and peace and prosperity, that those three Ps will be her adopted mantra peace yes Lord I thank you Father God praise and prosperity I thank you for governing her life in such a way Lord God ordering every step thank you Father God for the spirit of discernment and wisdom and knowledge being birthed forth within her because you are no respecter of persons we give you praise for that this morning Lord, we just worship you and thank you for all of your goodness and all of your glory. We thank you for London, Tracy's daughter, Lord God, who is a light in the midst of darkness. I thank you, Father, that love will continue to radiate through her and that eyes who have seen her as a disabled person or a special needs person will see her as light, will see her as the salt of the earth, will see her as a gift to this earth and God that someone who is saying uncompromising love lives here. We thank you for that, Lord. We bless this house today to receive what the Spirit is saying to each and every person whose ears are attentive to you, who will keep their eyes on the main thing. We praise you, Father because you have brought us to another point in time that we hadn't seen this moment before. And we thank you, Lord, that you are here with us. You've always been with us. You are the resident father. You're the father who never left home. And that excites us, thrills us to no end, that we have a father 
who never left us, being present with us today to continue to manifest healing and deliverance, to continue to manifest your goodness and your mercy, that we are in our Father's house. Oh, Father, we thank you. Thank you for bringing us all home through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Take a deep breath, folks, and welcome today. Welcome your new day. We're not finished praying. We're just stopping for now because there is a great anointing here to continue to pray. I want to talk to you just a few minutes about rejection. And those of us who have experienced rejection, and we all have, so don't lie to yourself because then that's another spirit. But to be honest, to say, yeah, I've gone through rejection, maybe you didn't know what it was. You didn't really know what rejection was. Maybe you're a person who you've had many marriages or you've had many relationships or almost relationships, friendships. And they didn't turn out the way you wanted them to turn out. Maybe you're a woman who almost went down the aisle and almost got married, but it didn't pan out. I know people who were stood up at the altar or left at the altar or brides or grooms that didn't show up. Those are not just movies. Hollywood is built off reality many times. And many times, not all of the time. But people have experienced all types of rejection. Children experience rejection from parents. Perhaps you grew up in an environment where you never got your parents' attention. Nothing you said caused them to pay attention to you. They just treated you as if your voice didn't matter that you didn't have anything important to say, but you have something important to say. Your voice does matter. It carries weight in the spirit. But if you did not get that attention as a child, you grew up always trying to do something to get that attention from someone else or something else. Maybe you became promiscuous and you treated your body as an unholy object and allowed men or women to abuse it. Maybe today you're still in that place. You're looking for love in all of the wrong places. You're trying to find some place where you really fit, or some, uh, or, or uh, women, or you're trying to find the right man's arms that can wrap you up, cuddle you. You're still trying to find that certain man that will know how to love you and know how to minister to you. And gentlemen, perhaps you're still trying to find that woman to nurture you and to pay attention to you, to recognize who you are, your value, your worth, to show you the respect that you deserve as a man. Maybe that's you. I don't know what your story is, 
I really don't. But I can tell you what Jesus did for you. And the Bible says that he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Jesus understood what it meant to be rejected. Here he is, the Son of God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Here he is, the Messiah, speaking to nations, speaking to the world. And they mocked him, criticized him, beat him, put a thorn of crowns upon his head, laughed at him. That's what mocking is. They laughed at him. So who are you? Who are you? He knew who he was. And at any moment, he could have exercised that authority and power that he had resident within him. But he knew that the time was not at that moment for him to do what he was very well empowered to do. He could have he could have called for angels and would have could have slain them all. But he didn't because the Bible says, "Who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame." He knew what was on the other side of that cross, and we talked about the joy the other day. He knew what he had to go through, and joy is significant. It is significant because it's resident within us, and we have the capacity to tap into the resources that are inside of each and every one of us. Jesus knew this overflowing joy that he would have, so he went through rejection. He went through the criticism. He went through the mocking. The laughing, the laughing at him, the laughter. He went through all of that because he loved us so much. He endured those things. And the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, I want you to talk to people to this week, in fact, concerning the spirit of rejection. And we'll probably deal with the spirit of abandonment, too, because they are certainly um, connected. Are you feeling rejected? Are you feeling abused by someone verbally and you just feel like you can't speak up for yourself anymore because you've been beat down? So we want to help you get past that that place of being stuck where you no longer feel as if you don't have a voice. You no longer feel disempowered or weak or feel or fearful that you will rise up out of that place and begin to walk in a confident place again after we begin to teach you. Well, my screen just went off, folks, in Periscope. And that's just not right, is it? The spirit of rejection has plagued so many people for so long. And God is not wanting us to stay in this place where we cannot be fulfilled in life, that we cannot feel 
the the presence of God because we're feeling all of these old pains and and we're feeling all of this negativity that has plagued us for so long because of what someone else has done in our lives. And so today he wants us to understand what the spirit of rejection is because, first of all, we have to recognize it for what it really is. So we're going to begin to just tell you, let's talk about what rejection is because sometimes you don't even know what it is or what to call it because you just haven't thought about it. You just know that you're not feeling your peace. You're not feeling your joy. You're not feeling your you're not feeling your happy place. So when we look at the spirit of rejection, you know, I thought about how some people are going through chemotherapy or experiencing some uh, health compromise, health is being compromised and how their bodies reject. I have uh, someone, a friend of mine, who's gone through all kinds of therapies and been through all kinds of prayer sessions, and it's amazing. After almost three years, three years now, she's gone through every major treatment that you can possibly go through, and yet... Her body, according to the doctors, they're saying her body has rejected all of the treatment. Has she stopped? No. She ministers to the homeless. She's taking care of people. She's doing what she's always been doing to the best of her ability. And But her body has rejected all forms of treatment. Her body is rejected. But when we go through crisis in our lives and the thing that we think or thought should be the answer, listen to me closely and you'll understand this, the thing that we thought should be the answer, we find out that it's not the answer. And so we start experiencing a spirit of rejecting because it's the act of not being accepted. It's the act of not being uh, welcomed or in or or uh, receiving um, the admiration or the respect of someone or something. Do you understand that? And so the spirit of rejection begins to follow us across channels, across the board. In every situation, we'll begin to experience the spirit of rejection because we. It, it became a part of our personality from childhood or from a trauma that we experienced. It became a part of us. And it takes the presence and power of God to get us back on course. It takes deliverance so that we're no longer stuck in the spirit of rejection. We're no longer stuck in a place where we can no longer feel attractive even. You've been rejected by 
uh, a man or, or or the opposite sex or someone that you wanted to them to be attracted to you and when you're not accepted by them you feel unattractive am i right or am i right you no longer feel beautiful ladies when the man of your dreams was the man of your nightmares right am i right you no longer feel worthy as a man when the sister that you saw was going to be the sister she was going to be the girl you no longer feel attractive or welcome or, or you no longer feel your your get up and you know you don't feel your husband guys but you don't feel like the man the man the man because the sister was not the sister you really wanted or needed it was the one you thought you wanted but not needed. And so you start feeling, you know, little humiliation, a loss of self-worth, a loss of dignity, because this person was not what you really wanted them to be. How many times have we wanted someone to be something that they did not have the capacity within them to be. They couldn't do it. They could not give us what they did not possess. But we kept trying it and kept trying it and kept trying it. And you continue to go through the the disrespect, the mistreatment. You continue to experience these things because you thought that somehow some way it was going to work out. And it didn't. It didn't happen. And you got stuck in that place of rejection. You got stuck in that place of feeling abandoned. You got stuck in that place of feeling that you had no worth at all. So it takes the Holy Spirit to come in and begin to teach us how to be healed of these things, how to get in place, get into a place that you can actually rise up above that pain, of that hurt, that spirit that wanted to keep you entrapped in the, your last experience with life. Rejection happens in many different forms. It doesn't just happen uh, in one way. It happens in many different forms. Many times it is relational. It is relationship-driven. But it can also be very diverse. It could be an idea that you had at work, and suddenly your boss didn't like it. And why didn't they like it? Because it wasn't their idea. You had a great idea that could move the company forward, that could change the dynamics of how you do business corporately, that could perhaps it was in, in ministry, whatever it is, whatever area of life, it doesn't matter. But you had a great idea and it was rejected because, you know, it wasn't their idea. Mm-hmm. And because it wasn't their idea, 
you could not you were you were disapproved. I am glad that God has given us the ability to move past rejection if we would allow him to. So if it happens in your relationship or it happens in business, it happens in whatever area of life, you can be healed of rejection and you can move forward. And it's more than an occasional occurrence. Many times it happens repeatedly. And you get on this wheel like a hamster on the wheel and you keep going around and around and around, experiencing this rejection time and time and time again until finally you get so stuck that you think nobody wants you anymore. You think, well, you know what, we can forget it. We're just not going to be able to do Periscope this morning, so forget that. It's more than an occasional occurrence. It begins to be kind of a theme throughout our lives. It becomes part of our DNA. It becomes part of who we are over and over and over again. We experience this again like the hamster on the wheel. And then you begin to discover that this is a pattern in your life. It is something that you continue to experience. Therefore, it is no longer natural. It is coming from the spirit. Now it's the spirit. And because now what has happened is that you're attracting the thing that you are. You have a spirit of rejection, and now you begin to attract things that are going to automatically be rejected. You feel that you're not worthy. You feel that you don't, that, it, that it's, not, um, it's not for you, that somebody better can do it. You, you just don't feel that you're the one for the job or the one for the role. And so even if there were a man that came into your life that, and you just thought, oh, man, he's just too good to be true, well, you just made him reject. You just sent out that spirit of rejection. I'm going to help you if you'll let me. Or you get an offer and you say, oh, my, is that for me? Is that for me? You start experiencing rejection before you can ever begin to walk through it. You're expecting them to call you back to say, well, you know, we found somebody else for the job or we found someone else for the role. You start experiencing rejection because you've been accustomed to it and you have sent out that energy and that vibration, that spirit, and now you continue to attract rejection over and over and over again because we can't give away what we don't possess. Your families never gave you much attention. You may have been the kid in the classroom saying, me, 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 pick me, pick me, pick me, and you were not picked. You live in a place of fear because you're afraid that people are going to reject you before they even get to know you. You don't expect to be invited to the parties. You don't expect to be invited to preach or teach. You don't expect to be invited out to dinner because you've already set up this thing in your life, this 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 wall to say, I will be rejected anyway. So you have an expectation of rejection. Mm-hmm. Number one, you have to realize what it is that's causing 
the turmoil that's causing the problem, the issue, that's causing you to be in a place that you cannot, you're just having issues. You have to come to the place that you realize that you have a spirit of rejection at work in your life. Your freedom may not happen overnight. This is not magic. I keep telling people this is not magic. Some things we go through, it's a process, ladies and gentlemen. It's not magic, but it's still a miracle. It is the presence and power of God. I wrote a little song about that about 10 years ago or so. You know, it's not magic. It's a miracle. When Jesus begins to do a work in your life and begins to manifest it in your life, he's working things out of us. And for some of us, it's a slow process. I don't know why it's a difference between some and, you know, some get it instantly and some do not. I don't know. I don't have all of the answers, but I have the answer that he is still Jesus Christ. So as you begin to acknowledge that you've been experiencing the spirit of rejection, perhaps, and you didn't even call it that, then that is the beginning of your freedom. And there are some principles that we have to apply if we're going to move past the spirit of rejection so that we will stop repelling the blessings. We will stop rejecting the work of Calvary. We'll stop rejecting what Jesus has done and begin to embrace the finished works of Calvary. So as you have become an adult now, and you obviously are, you're in this house, you become an adult, you start thinking about what Jesus did on that cross. And one of the scriptures that I want to point out to you is in Psalms 135 and 14, where it talks about the Lord vindicating us. He frees us from bondage. He made us acceptable in him. And he begins to show us that we are accepted by him through the blood of Jesus, as Isaiah reported, and through the Gospels, and listen to the simple sermons of Jesus that we teach on Sunday mornings. And as we begin to understand the finished works of Jesus, we know that we have been vindicated. We have been approved by God because God put his blood signature on us through Jesus Christ. He signed off on us through the blood so that we do not have to stay in a place where we feel that we're not worthy, that God doesn't love us, that we are unacceptable by him, that we cannot move forward in power and maturity. Yes, we can. He's a vindicator. He, he, is, using, he, he, he is using everything, every storm, everything we've gone through. God uses it to build character in us. And whether we recognize it or not, the teachings that we receive from the Lord are to build our character so that we will be the right heart in the right situations, the right circumstances, that we will know how to behave ourselves. (laughs) We will know how to respond in certain situations and circumstances. We will know how to walk. As we begin to study the simple sermons of Jesus and attend Wednesday night Bible class where God is always making deposits into our lives, we'll begin to come into the ultimate reality and stay and wake up and pray in these services that we house on Sunday morning, I mean, on every morning, weekday morning. He has some wonderful things to say about who we are in Christ. 
manifesting his goodness and his glory, manifesting his righteousness through us, manifesting who we are through the blood of Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 1 and 6, it says that he has made us, chosen us in God for his purposes. In Ephesians 1 and 11, and that we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So even when people don't like us and don't accept us and don't don't sign off on us, don't put their signature and validate us, you know what I mean? Don't stand behind us. We did a teaching on validation, right? Don't stand behind us. So this goes right along with that teaching then we know that God has already validated us. He has already put his signature on us and said that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. And I know that's corporately speaking, but listen, you can break it down and personalize this thing, ladies and gentlemen, and realize that I am chosen genes. I am a royal priest. I am a holy nation that he's called out of darkness into his marvelous light. I am his child. I am a king. I am a priest. I am royalty. I have been blessed. You can say I because of confessions and affirmations and begin to make the declarations and decrees over your own life concerning your destiny, concerning your purpose. Because you've been, simply because you've been rejection, rejected is no excuse to live in defeat. To live in a place where there's a cloud that's following your life everywhere you go, there's a there's chaos and confusion, and nobody loves you and want to be around you, can't stand you. You know, get rid of that, or get rid of that energy, get rid of that nastiness about yourself, and begin to ask God for the freedom, for the clarity, for the high, yay, Papa, for 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 the freedom. Back to the freedom. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We've been accepted into his beloved. Yeah. He has a plan for our lives. It is a plan. It's a hope. He has hope for our lives. And it plans to give us a hope in a future. The voices that you hear in your head telling you that you can't make it, or spirits of rejection calling you back to that place. But you've got to resist them with the word of God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Well, what, how do you do that? Well, first it says humble yourself, and you know, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. You humble yourself. As you begin to resist the devil and he will flee from you, how do you do that? You begin to speak the word. You pray. You praise. You worship. You acknowledge that Christ is in you, the hope of glory. The devil has no choice because when you're recognizing Christ in you, remember we taught this, reverencing him. If you miss some of these classes, you know you're not going to always pass the test. So you got to stay with the class. you got to stay with school. Uh-huh. you got to stay with the school program. When you stay with the school, you stay with the curriculum that God has outlined outlined for us through through these teachings, then you don't miss a beat. Yeah, you miss a message, go back and listen to it again because we're going to reference it at some point. It's going to come back up. So as you begin to, we begin to grow in him, we, we're not looking back to the past. We're not looking to those things in the past. We're looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our what? Faith. We're not giving over our heads, our minds, to the voices of the past. Remember I called the mind the warehouse, and you can go and pull out whatever you need to, but you got to store the right stuff 
in there if you want to make withdrawals, if you want to pull something out, make sure you put the right stuff in so that when you get into a position and somebody is hating on you and criticizing you and demeaning you, all you got to do is tap into your warehouse, pull out what you know, because the Holy Spirit will give you what you need in that self-same hour. You don't have to worry about the conversations that you're going to have today. You don't have to worry about the conversations you'll have next week. Regardless of where you'll have them, you know that the resources are there, and all you have to do is pull from that place. You can walk with confidence regardless of how you're feeling right now when you know the voice of God through his truth, through his word, because you have spent time in his word. You've stayed in the presence of God. You've read the Bible. You understand what he's saying. In 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, remember he says, casting down imagination and every high thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity, bringing into captivity everything, every thought, to the obedience of God. You're sitting there, and I know you are. I know, I know you are. I know human behavior. I studied it. You're sitting there, and you're thinking about what somebody did to you, what somebody said to you. There's never a day go by that you're not thinking about what they said and what they did. Why? Because that one, that spirit of rejection is there and is feeding you those things. Mm-hmm. Because what it wants to do is to pull you back to a moment of disaster, pull you back to that moment of hurt, pull you back to that moment of pain. Because as long as you're being drawn back to that moment of pain through rejection, you're being drawn back to that moment of hurt, you can never move forward because you've been blocked. You're on lockdown in your soul. And God doesn't want us to be on lockdown. He wants us to be released. He wants us to explore this freedom that we have through Christ Jesus. He wants us to rise up above every hurt, every pain, every every uh, every reject, spirit of rejection, all these things that have caused us to be in bondage. He wants us to move from those things. And we can't do it independently of him. Can't do it. So we've got to take these thoughts and bring them into captivity. How do we do that? Well, I just pull down these thoughts in Jesus' name. No, you speak contrary to the thought. You speak what Jesus spoke. You speak contrary to the thought. If it's a spirit that say that you can't make it, you say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If it's a spirit of fear that want to overtake you and bind you and keep you in bondage, you just say, no, he whom the Son says free is free indeed. You've got to speak contrary to your emotions. You've got to speak contrary to the negative thoughts that are bombarded in your mind. You've got to speak contrary to the negativity that you have experienced in your life. Say, yep, I went through hell, but I got some keys, and I'm going to exercise my keys of authority and power. Mm -hmm. 
when the spirit of fear tries to come upon you because you feel that, you know, you're not going to make it in life. You're not going to be able to build that company. You're not going to be able to get that job, or you're not going to be able to save your marriage. You're not going to be able to help that child. You're not going to be able I, I cannot do. There's no scripture that says I cannot do, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And when fear begins to come in like the enemy that it is, because it did come in and it wants to kill, to steal, and to destroy, you have to combat it with the word of God and saying what Timothy said, and, sec- and Paul said to Timothy in Second Timothy 1 and 7, God has not given you the spirit of fear. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You cannot be intimidated in and he was telling Timothy, you know, you've got to remember the anointing that has been imparted unto you. Remember the strength that I lend you. Remember what I empowered you with. Because when those things come and you want to be shy, you want to be intimidated by your circumstances because the spirit of abandonment and recklessness and all these things that come at you want you to abandon your hopes, your dreams, your destiny, and your purpose, want to take you by a storm, you've got to turn, turn that thing around with the word of God and say, nope. I have the power, I have the love, and I have the self-discipline. I'm not going to be intimidated. I'm going to open my mouth. I'm going to cry aloud and spare not, lift up my voice like a trumpet. I will use my voice for the kingdom of God and of Christ. I will use my voice to edify, to build up myself, O my most holy faith. I will use my voice to lift myself up, to encourage myself in the Lord. I will use my voice to build myself up. Those other voices want to tear you down because there are many voices in the earth and they came to kill, steal, and destroy. You have to use your voice to bring life. And we have to speak it out, speak it aloud. We have to open our mouths. It's not just sitting there having these internal battles. No, you got to open your mouth and begin to speak your, speak your destiny, speak your purpose, speak your life into existence. Speak what Jesus, do what Jesus did. Speak it into existence. And you don't give up, cave in, and quit because other people want you to or seemingly want you to. They are really not your enemies. The only person that gets to operate in your head with full authority is you. Everybody else is a violator. Everything else is violation. None of those people can come in and get in your head unless you allow it. You have the controls over your thoughts. You have the controls over your own mind. You have the controls over your own soul. He's given us power in that arena. We get to speak what we want. We get to make the declarations and decrees. We get to, we get to prophesy to ourselves. We see Jesus giving us the model in Matthew 4, 1, and 11, 1 through 11. When the tempter came to him, you got to shut the devil up. You got to shut out and shut up all of the other voices, the naysayers, the negative speakers. It is a known reality, I'm going to tell you, that as long as people never receive the word, you got cancer, they have rejected it from the beginning. The things that we need to reject, we're not rejecting. The things that we need to push off our table, we don't push them off. We are embracing the wrong things, ladies and gentlemen. We are receiving the things that are in and of the world rather than the things that are in and of the word. 
So God wants to shift us and change those dynamics so that we can receive what the Spirit is saying and not what the world is saying. I remember going to a conference years ago. As a matter of fact, it was in Chicago. It was a, um, anyway, it was a meeting. And the, one of the gentlemen who got up to speak during this, this time, he began to share uh, this story. And it's, I, I remember it. He said that he received a phone call, and they told him that his mother was in the hospital. A hospital, the doctors told him that his mother was in the hospital and that she had cancer. And he told the doctors on the phone, he said, well, don't you tell her. And the doctor said, oh, but we got to tell her because, you know, she's the, he said, do not tell my mother that. I don't want you to tell her. And he got on a plane and he went to the hospital. And he brought power into the room. He praised and, I mean, he brought the, the he praised and worshipped in his own way. And he brought positive affirmations around her and confessions around her, letting her know she's full of life, letting her know that she has a reason to live. He, uh, he just fed her life is what he did. He poured life into her so that they would not get the opportunity to pour death into her. And the more life he poured into her, oh, what kind of love is this that a son would do for his mother? But he stayed in that room day and night, pouring life into her and barring anybody coming in there trying to tell her she had cancer. His mother got up and she walked out of that hospital room. And then this is not a man who's claiming deliverance and healing ministry, nothing. He just know the power of reception, of receiving negativity. He knew about the power of not letting the negative stuff get on the inside of your soul. Because garbage in is garbage out. That's what's going to happen. Whatever negativity you receive, that is what your life is going to reflect. It's not a plague. It's it's, it's not a game, ladies and gentlemen. Life is to be enjoyed from the inside out. But you've got to know what's on the inside in order to manifest it on the outside. You've got to have access and know how to access the resources that God has given us through the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to be encouraged and be transformed. We've got to let our minds be on fire with the word of God in this hour. In Romans 12 and 2, he says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Transformed by the renewing of our what? Our minds are. We got to get our minds in tune with the Christ mind so that our mind is no longer that mind that's filled with fear and terror and abandonment and rejection. Our minds are now renewed and filled with the presence and power of God. So now we're speaking into the atmosphere the very thing that God has for us. And when we speak His word, we are simply agreeing with all that He has said. So two of us are agreeing. I'm agreeing with God. God's agreeing with with me and it's already done. Can the church say amen? You must make a decision today that you're no longer going to be bound by what somebody else has said and what someone else has done to you. Make the decision that you're going to rise up out of these dark places, rise up out of these places of thinking that you know, you can't make it and you can't do it. There's so much negativity. I hear it in my team members and people around me. Well, I couldn't do it. I can't do it. I don't know how. You know what? There are no such things. We're in a world where you can learn how to do anything anytime you want to. All it takes is a few clicks of the mouth and boom, you're there. The presence of God is here in this earth now. 
for us to be uh, bigger than, than we've ever dreamed, to do more than we've ever imagined. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, and he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the what? The power that is at work within us. Not everybody is going to celebrate your life. Not everybody is going to be glad that you succeeded. So my comment to that is get over it. It's okay to be it's okay not to be liked. If if you get to the place that you just say, "So what?" You'll start rebuilding those places in your soul. You'll start taking the the rubble and you'll begin to make something precious out of it instead of always going back well you know I, my daddy I wasn't raised with my daddy in the house and honey you're 50 years old and you're still talking about what happened when your daddy was there wasn't there lady there comes a point and I say this over and over and over to people everywhere there comes a point in our lives that we got to say okay okay you're not three anymore you're kind of like 43 so whatever it is that your daddy did or didn't do, it shouldn't have any bearings on your life today. You're not under his rulership now at the age of two. Whether he's deceased or alive, you still have power over your own thinking now. Nobody can come in and control your mind. When you're a child, your parents are dictating uh, to you what you should think and, what, and trying to control your, your mind and your destiny, which is not what parents are supposed to do, but they do it anyway. And if you don't go in their way, then they want to beat you down verbally and tell you what you ain't going to do and blah, 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 which some parents need to go to parenting school somewhere. But when you grow up, you're you're an adult now. You're 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 not under your your parentage, um, you know that that domination. You have freedom to think now, freedom to be, freedom to grow. So you can freely dig into the word. You can freely find affirmations for yourself. You can freely make positive confessions concerning your life. Say what God says about you and say things in alignment with the word. You may not always use the language of the Bible. My God, you don't have to. But what you say is in alignment with the language of the Bible. Amen? You know you're powerful. You know you're powerful. You know that Jesus has died and paid a price for us to have this strength, this fearlessness about ourselves. So it's okay to say, I am fearless. I am wonderfully made. I am a, I am a gift to the earth because Jesus died for me. I am blessed beyond measure, beyond my wildest dreams. And somebody said, well, where is that in the scripture? Does that line up? So I ain't got time for all that. I'm telling you that I am. You reject it, you reject it, but I am embracing who I am fully and completely. It's okay for me to be better. It's okay for me to be greater than my dreams. Amen, 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 and amen. I am so glad you were able to be here this morning, and that's why we're glad we have more than one way to get this message out. 
and we didn't it didn't work in Periscope for some reason today, but that's okay. It's here in our conference room the and and the transcribers can still transcribe it and we're gonna connect this message back to the other messages that I mentioned because this week we're gonna deal with the spirit of rejection and abandonment and we're gonna put that spirit lives, put it in its rightful place in the hell where it belongs. Amen so that you can be encouraged and empowered to live beyond your wildest dreams and and stop referring back to when you were two or three. We got to get we got to get over that. We got to grow up. Amen. Don't let the 2 or 3 year old self <laughs> be your lead today. Be in control of your destiny and your purpose. My my little who is now 7, you know, 7 year old niece and we were looking at some of her pictures, and she she said something. You know how children are, today's kids, right? So she looked at that, and she said, Aunt Faye, that's my three-year-old self there. Isn't that powerful? That's my three-year-old self. And I said, okay, so what are we going to do about all of your toys? I said, your toys need to get She said, well... We can get rid of all of my three-year-old self toys, but my big girl toys stay with me. <laughs> Some of us need to get rid of our three-year-old self toys. We need to we need to look at it for what it is. She could see clearly. That's my three-year-old self. That's my three-year-old self. And she realized her three-year-old self did not belong in her seven-year-old self world. That it's time to find another three-year-old that can benefit. Those are my three-year-olds. It's time to get rid of the things that are no longer serving us, ladies and gentlemen. And we need to know what those things are. Some of you are calling it your personality. Some of you are calling it, oh, this is just me. This is just my identity. This is just who I am. But it's not who you are. That's not your personality. It, this is your personality. It is in Jesus Christ. And it will make you the greatest and most recognized person in your circle. People will want to hear what you have to say because you recognize who you are. And even if they don't, you will be okay with it because you'll be seeing the bigger picture. We don't have people breaking down our doors today. And I could feel rejection, like, why they don't like me? (laughs) But I'm not. I'm feeling like, wow, I get to do this for the kingdom of God. And I know of this kingdom, there is no end. It just keeps going on and on and on and on. We did a teaching probably at the, back in the spring, I think, and the video was horrible. The sound wasn't that great, but we did it, and the message was clear. I saw the other day it had well over a 1,000 hits because it's in circulation. And that's not a million, but it's more than where we started, Okay. So I see God doing some amazing things because we are here and we will continue to stand. We never know who he is. We get emails now. We get contacts, people messaging us in Facebook. I'm trying to get in your group. I'm trying to get on your profile page, but it says you have 5,000 people or whatever. We continue 
to do what God has called us to do. K-Day Live has picked up our radio and said that they're and, and they're international and have been out there for a while and are doing some major things for radio, and they have dual stations now on the Internet. And our our messages are aired every Wednesday morning at 8 on K-Day Live, and we posted that, don't forget it, and on Friday nights at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. So listen in, listen in. And we have some other invitations that are that are global that are global and we'll be moving over into that space here in November and you will see that and praise God for Jesus we are ex- we are just so blessed because he because we've been obedient we're seeing the fruit of the of of this what we're doing and when one thing is not panning out we just keep on moving we're not we're not stopping because we couldn't scope this morning or whatever was going on with whatever. We're not concerned about that. What we're concerned about is that we do what God's called us to do. I want to open the lines this morning and give you an opportunity for prayer requests for those of you who are inside of this room this morning. If you were in scope and jumped over here, we're good for you. If you still are in scope, we're not there. Um, but we're grateful that we get an opportunity gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ every weekday morning and uh, when I'm not just absolutely not available uh, Prophetess Taylor or Renita and somebody else is I mean they're just very capable people in here um, but that can carry on because the presence and power of God is here to heal and to deliver uh, you have an opportunity this morning to start six and to provide your prayer request if you're struggling with the spirit of abandonment I want you to know that you can jump in right here, and as soon as I figure out what's going on Scope, I'll probably go back in there and do a prayer session with the Scopers today for those who are available. We'll see how that goes, but just so you will know. So stay tuned. You know, if you're plugged in, you'll be notified. Amen. So Star 6, for anybody who has a prayer request or a comment or a praise report this morning. In the meantime, I am encouraging you guys to close the circle. Some of you have been slacking, lacking. Yeah, that that makes sense. If you're slacking, you're lacking. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit just so good. So you want to make sure that you continue to give, continue to close circles, don't eat and not not close the circle. You got to do those things. I mean, I don't know why people have struggled so much with that. You're still struggling with tithing. You know, you don't do that. I feel for you. I feel for you. I really do because I know you're hurting yourself if you don't give. You just are. You just are. So the opportunity is here. You can go to drfay.com forward slash donation to participate in that. And don't forget to join us again for Wake Up and Pray. I'm going to say a benedictory prayer so that we can wrap it up today and you can get on with your day. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity that we have to be in the presence of God, to speak your word, to revolutionize the way we think and the way we breathe. We thank you, Father God, for the encouragement that you've given us to let us know that you saw that spirit of of abandonment and the rejection. And you wanted to come in and pull it up by the root, Lord God, so that we can live and live more abundantly. We choose to soar like the eagles above circumstances, above the clouds of life, Lord God, so that we can see through your eyes the unfailing love of Jesus Christ. 
We thank you for divine appointments. We thank you for the divine anointing that you have placed upon each and every person's life that's in this room. We praise you, Father God, that we have hearts of obedience, and we yield to the to the voice of God and the strangers we will not follow. Father, we pray for our president, those that are in authority. We pray that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. Thank you, Father God, for putting men and women around him that will make deposits, Father God, deposits for eternity that would revolutionize the way he's been thinking. Turn him around. I ask that you would turn him around. I praise you, Father God, that you will put him in a place of respect and dignity, Lord God, and that he would give his heart completely to you, Father. I thank you, Father God, for the Congress. I thank you for the United Nations. I thank you for every governor, every mayor, every city leader, Father God, every district and political leader in this country and around the world. I thank you, Father God, that we will be as a light. This country will be a light to the world. And, Father, recapture its brilliance that the forefathers intended for it to have. In God we trust. I thank you right now, Father God, for Betsy Ross. I thank you for the red, white, and blue. I thank you for what it signifies, what it what it demands. It demands freedom and respect. Thank you for a democracy, Father God, that liberty prevails, that we have freedom of speech, we have freedom of the press. Lord, we thank you for the freedom of religion in relationship. God, we thank you for these freedoms that we have. And, Lord God, we won't, we won't disrespect them, and we won't give up and cave in and quit. We thank you right now, Lord God, for the abundance of your mercy and your goodness and your grace. Thank you for turning us around. And because you turned us around, you can turn anyone around. We repent, Father God, of every wicked thought, of every wicked deed. And we ask that you will forgive us and cleanse us again. Make us brand new and refreshed. We want to feel a fresh anointing today for the work ahead. We give you praise for that in Jesus' name. Thanks again for being with me. If there's no other uh, response this morning, I'm going to jump off. You can start six if you're new inside of Wake Up and Pray. I bless each and every person here. I thank God for each of you being a part of Wake Up and Pray this morning and the teaching sessions that we've had here. Thank you for continuing to pray with us and for us. Technology happens. It just happens. (laughs) But we thank God that we can recover, bounce back, and keep on moving because there's so much work to do. Until next time, this is Dr. Faye. Thank you for joining I guess I got too soon here. Yes, or they were too slow. Good morning, Dr. Fay. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Good morning, good morning. I just wanted to tell you, woman of God, thank you so much for that powerful word, as always. And this morning you touched on just using our voice. And I thank God that he's allowed me to use my voice to decree and declare the works of the Lord in the land of the living. And each time I have an opportunity to come forth, when God led by God, I'm going to open my mouth and I'm going to open it and say what God has caused me to say. I have struggled before in that area because the enemy wanted me to shut down. But I encourage myself this morning in him. I encourage you this morning in him and everyone that's on this line under the sound of my voice. I encourage you to continue to walk this thing out, continue to give him praise, continue to glorify him, and continue to speak what thus says the Lord. Thank you so much for this opportunity to uh, add my voice to the room. God bless you. 
God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I always say that every invitation is an opportunity to, um, and and God has led us if he's given us a voice. He really has. And, it's you know, I go to churches and people say, well, Dr. Faye, do you have anything to say? And I just, I just say something. I just say something because God has taught me well. And I go in and I say, thank you for even thinking of me. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. I'm glad to be here today. And I'll take my seat. I don't have to preach. But I use that opportunity because I believe in my heart my voice is anointed. And if I release it into the atmosphere, that God will use it. And they're just so happy that I said something. I show them respect because they showed me respect. So some some of us got a long ways to go in that area that when an invitation is granted and we think we're holy by not being open, it's not holy because an invitation was granted. Yes, we're listening. With a blessed word, God bless you, Dr. Say. I, I was so blessed by the word this morning. And I love you. God bless you. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. She's at work, but she wanted to chime in and said she was blessed by the word this morning. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for your your willingness to do so. Well, God bless. Oops. (laughs) I'm moving out, and you guys are moving in now. Okay, go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Praise the Lord. God bless you, Pastor Faye. I just want to come forward this morning and add my voice to the room. I tell you a blessed word as uh, Minister Renita uh, said, I tell you, as always, but I thank and praise the Lord for deliverance this morning. That spirit of rejection has been broken off of my life, and I just thank and praise the Lord for my deliverance uh, on this morning. I had been talking to the Father uh, regarding some people, and I said, Lord, I don't want to feel like this. I'm waiting on you, and I tell you, I didn't have to wait long. And I just thank and praise the Lord for my second phone. Uh, We have a patrol uh, here uh, in, in, in Michigan, and it's not in Harrison Township, but it's in Detroit, and I am uh, a product of Detroit. I came through the public uh, school systems there, and uh, I've been supporting the neighborhood uh, patrol, and yesterday uh, I started the first day of patrolling, and my phone uh, fell out of my outer box uh, clip that was on my uh, waist, and I said, oh, Lord Jesus, what am I going to do? I said, I, I have to be on that prayer line in the morning, and I just thank and praise the Lord that I have a second phone uh, just for that very purpose, and one of the brothers uh, saw my phone out in the street, and uh, he, he, he kept my phone for me, so I just thank and praise the Lord for having something uh, on reserve, I tell you. So God bless you this morning. I, I'm just so excited. I'm just to uh, get my praise on, I tell you, because that spirit of rejection has been broken off of my life, and I thank and praise the Lord for that. God bless you, Pastor Faye. God bless you, prophetess. <laughs> that's, that's great. That is great. Thank you so much for sharing that. We're listening. Shalom and God morning to everyone at the breakfast table. Uh, this is Vinay. Just want to say God bless you. 
uh, wonderful word, and I'm getting the twins ready for school, so that's why I didn't chime in. But I, I really appreciate you, and I thank you for all that you do and all the prayers that you uh, lift us and keep us in your heart. I just really appreciate you, and I thank you so much. God bless you, sis. Thank you so much. Give the twins a big hug from me. Thank God for them. Thank God for all that he's doing in the earth right now and just continually changing our lives. He's changing our world, folks, all around us. Well, let's be aware. Be very aware. We're listening. Hi, everyone. This is Taylor. I just wanted to say thank you for the word, Dr. Faye. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling a little better after you prayed. Okay. Okay. What exactly is going on? Um, this has been kind of going on for a, a little bit. Um, I think probably three weeks. I've had it before, but then it, like, stopped. Um, basically, I'm... Feeling, I feel nauseous. I'm not able to really stand up for a long period of time. I'm having aches in my body. I feel. Um, what did I the doctor hit. say? Um, my doctor says that it has to do with um, my spleen, and then she said nervous system and adrenal. And I've been doing what she told me to do, but I, I have to. I think I need to see her again because I haven't seen a difference, and I just um, it's kind of held me back a lot because I haven't been able to really do anything because I've been in bed most of the time and stuff. So. Okay, well let's pray specifically, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now, and I speak to the spirit of infirmity, sickness, and disease, and any autoimmune deficiencies. I command the powers of darkness in Taylor's bloodstream to cease and desist now in Jesus' name. Purge out everything, Father, that you did not plant. We thank you for the blood of Jesus going in and like a mighty transfusion, pushing all of the bacteria, the bad bacteria, the overabundance of bad bacteria out of Taylor's system. I speak to any infection, any disease that would try to lodge in her bloodstream to go from her now. And the same presence and power of the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is raising Taylor from a sick bed. Your word declares that you will make our sick bed. And, Lord, we get up out of them and leave the bed because you made the bed up. And we praise you right now for the quickening power of the Holy Spirit, the energy, the abundance of energy that will flood through her system, hydrating her body. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Okay, Ms. Taylor. Thank you. Yes, dear. I feel you feeling better already. That's what I feel. Well, thank God. Make sure I don't miss anyone. Well, thank you, ladies, for contributing. Thank you for adding your voice to the room. That's important. It is. It is. Don't make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. It is important. 
to add your voice. This is the body of Christ. God bless you. And I thank God for the word. So this week, we're moving forward with dealing with the spirit of abandonment. And we'll be posting that this week so you can get people, you know, people that are, that are, just tell them. You may know something's wrong, but you don't know what it is. Tell them to call in or to log in because by t- today, believe me, we'll be back up and strong on Periscope. Don't know what that was. As a matter of fact, This broadcast has been sponsored by friends and partners of the Global Church and Dr. Faye. We invite you to become a partner right now at www.drfay.com or call us at 215-621-9704. That number again, 215-621-9704 to make your tax-deductible donation. Join us next week for more of Dr. Faye Live.